Welcome once again to our podcast, Redeemed. Uh, the goal and the idea of our podcast is we want to start talking about what it means to live a redeemed Christian life and how that plays out in our own personal life and how that should make a difference. So I really hope that as uh, we're having some conversations about this, that uh, you'll be able to take something from it, implement it into your lives, and that God can use it for you. So hang with us, and we'll go ahead and get started. Thanks for joining us again for another uh, podcast. <laughs> uh, for another episode of our podcast, Redeemed. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Our co, our uh, we we have our our guest. I am a co-host. You're right. I'm also a co-host. Ghost. Now I am. I've been fired. I can't You've talk straight. Michael, you can go. We're good. It's about time. <laughs> You're welcome, man. We have our. Uh, Levi, our, our we have our Levi here. Our friend. We have our Levi. You just call me your friend. That's okay. Make sure you bring your Levi when you leave. <laughs> yeah. Levi, wearing his Levi's. So he'll once again be giving us his his perspective. No, denim Dan, Canadian tuxedo. I get asked that all the time. Though, like, hey, do you wear Levi's or Levies? Levies. Who calls them Levies? I had. I shouldn't say. I've heard it both ways. Really. I can't, we, you're gonna have to cut this out. <laughs> potato, potato, tomato, tomato. I've heard it both ways. I think we're getting a little off topic. I will now make it my mission to pronounce those words that way no, for the forget. rest of my life. You have chronic memory loss. <laughs> that is true. You forget. <laughs> I'll remind you. Is <laughs> a random text from Levi one day? She's right, Don't she's forget, right. buddy. <laughs> yes, you will forget. When she's right. She's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, Amanda is the really one that works back scenes. You guys don't understand. That kind of holds this whole group together. Um, she really should get a special thanks for all the yeah, trouble really she's had to go through to try to edit this and put yeah, this together. This mess of a... Because some of you guys don't get to see the uh, what happens in the in the background, if you will. Yeah. Just Clip don't show. just don't get her started on the fantasy no, football. I, if you get her started on that, we'll we'll be gone. For I would say I should check yeah. it, but it's Tom just going to make me angry. Well. No, he's not. <laughs> As you can tell, but let's get back on let's get back on track here. All right. So we left with uh, the uh, Saul being rejected by God, saying that he regretted ever making Saul heavy. Now, as we're moving forward, Samuel anoints somebody else. Mm-hmm. In walks this well-known character of the Bible named mm-hmm. David. 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 Hey, now. <laughs> now, this man makes some incredible, some incredible mistakes. Absolutely. He will pay for those mistakes over many, 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 many times. Yes. But when it's all said and done, he is still considered a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a pretty miraculous... Um, it's a great title. Yep. Great title. <laughs> I'm just looking for well done, good and faithful servant. That's all yeah. I'm looking for. You didn't screw it up that bad. <laughs> yeah. Well yes, done. You it. barely made it. <laughs> Thank you know. Goodness. But he gets, uh-huh. hey, God, uh, man after God's own heart. So there you go. So in walks this David, and uh, Samuel is in the process of uh, being led by God to choose the next one. Yep. And uh, he meets uh, a man named Jesse, and Jesse's got all these sons. He has quite a few of them. He does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And Jesse should should stick out to you because Jesse is also in the line of someone very famous a little bit down the line. Mm-hmm. His name is Jesus. Okay. So this is Jesus's family lineage, if you will. Lineage. 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 Thank you, How Michael. How do you want to say it? Lineage. Well, <laughs> lineage. The, the right way. Lineage. Yeah. Somebody fact check that for me. Okay, okay <laughs> Levi. <laughs> here we yeah. go again. I'm, I'm here now. <laughs> So Google that and figure out how you're supposed to say that. <laughs> All right. So, so as you can see, things are beginning to fit together for what's going to make what will make way for Jesus later on. And uh, so Jesse's got a lot of sons, and as he's going through looking at each one, Samuel, of course, is looking at each one because God said that he's going to choose one from from this from this family. This line. Yeah, from this line. He gets to the last one. God still hasn't chosen any. And of course, you know Samuel's kind of arguing with him along the way, uh, saying, "This guy looks good. He's handsome. He's, you know, this. Yeah, he's good." And God says, "No, he doesn't have the heart." He says, "You're great and everything, but the outward appearance, I'm looking at the heart." He gets the last son, and realizes that none of these that are standing there are the ones that God wants. So he looks at Jesse and says, "Do you have another?" And he does. He's got one more. He's the youngest, and he's the one that's out in the field doing all the work. <laughs> He's tending the sheep. You know, I wish that's the way it would work in my family with the youngest. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, you know, they're the one that got out all the work. <laughs> she doesn't watch. We're good. She doesn't. She doesn't know what a podcast nope. is. That's <laughs> true. Did you say the pod? What, what are you doing? Yeah. So that's not quite the way it worked in mine, but it seems like in this one that the youngest one was doing was doing the main part of the work there. Mm-hmm. And so they run and get him. They bring him back. And so Samuel looks at this one. God says, mm, "Yep, that's the one." They anoint him, and we move on from there. So we have Samuel, who's anointed David, but we already have a king named Saul who's, who's, who's doing the job doing at the well. moment. No. So as you can see, this is going to create some tension later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not quite to that point yet. And, uh, and, as, and as the timeline kind of progresses here, uh, D- David does enter into Saul's service, uh, first by playing an instrument. Because after the spirit of the Lord left Saul, an evil spirit came in and took its place in Saul. And the only way he could he could find some kind of peace with that was when somebody would play music, and then he could and then he could fall asleep. So uh, David had a pretty pretty crucial role at that point. You know, Sam. Yeah, helping the king sleep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it doesn't go into uh, huge huge depth into what this this evil spirit was that took over that was tormenting Saul. I'm I, I am curious about it and you know when I get to heaven I'd I would like to ask some questions about that. I mean what was this evil spirit that was tormenting tormenting Saul? I mean what, what I mean what does that mean? But uh it tormented him, then the music helped. Yeah so, I was to say it says at the end of chapter sixteen that whenever the spirit from God came on Saul, David would take up his lyre and play, then relief would come to Saul, he would feel better, and the evil spirit would leave him, therefore helping him sleep. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Sleep's important. Yep. Yes. So then, as we progress, so we have a little bit of David here working with the king. Then we have David where he really comes onto the scene, and he begins to make a name for himself. <laughs> and it's, it's at this point that Saul begins to really take notice of David. And begins to and begins to understand. And, you know, I don't know at this point if he knew that David had been anointed by uh, by Samuel. I, I I don't see that here. I, I didn't see that uh, in there whether or not he knew. Yeah. Uh, but at some point he's beginning to become fearful of David. 
But at this point, he wants David on his time because he can tell that the Spirit of the Lord is with him. So we have the Philistines. They're gathering the forces. Once again, we're going to war. As you find out during Saul's reign, he fought the Philistines a lot. And David fights the Philistines a lot. But we have this big, we have this big battle. They're they're kind of set up opposite each other, and uh, instead of going in and uh, fighting each other and just and just killing each other, they said, "Let's do it this way. You send out your champion. We'll send out our champion. If your champion wins, then we'll become your slaves. If our champion wins, then we'll become your slaves." Sounds like a good plan, right? I mean, that sounds a lot better than sending all your, you know, your 10,000 men yeah. in to try to kill yeah. each other. Having yeah. thousands yeah. die. Yeah, it seemed like a reasonable plan. <clears throat> but it was the Philistines' idea for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. So, uh, of course, the Philistines sent out their champion. And according to what is here, he was considered a giant. Over nine feet tall. That's pretty tall. That's pretty tall. That's a insane. Large human being. Yeah. Very. He must have just been tall and scrawny, though, probably. Yeah, no. okay. <laughs> no, he was not. Because of the armor and the things he was uh-huh. he was yeah. wearing, these stuff was heavy. He was no, a big dude. He was dude. a straight up yeah. giant. Uh-huh. He's a big dude. Yeah. Um did has has there ever I mean what's the tallest what are some of the tallest NBA players? Seven foot. Seven uh, foot six is Yao Ming. Okay. Um world's tallest man ever was eight foot uh ten. Is that right, Amanda? I see you Googling. The tallest man in the world is 8'11". 8'11". Dad coming. Close. So see, he was even taller than the tallest man. Yep. Okay. Because he hit the nine foot mark. Mm-hmm. So big guy. And of course, uh, as you're, you're the Israelites looking across, looking at this, thinking... Where's ours? Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got one of those, right? Bring out our giant. <laughs> Pull him out. <laughs> what have you been feeding that guy? Because he's too dang big. Uh-huh. And so, of course, the Israelites are overcome with fear. Okay. Yeah. And nobody wants to fight him. And <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, no, not me. Nose goes. Nope. Yeah, Michael would have done it with a stick. So yeah, yeah. sure would have. <laughs> you have a plan. He does not have a plan. Let's not. <laughs> that it sounded like a plan. I didn't say it was a good plan. But, you know. Plan's a plan. <laughs> but through all of this, um, David's dad sends David to the front line to take food to his brothers who were fighting. Or supposedly fighting. I guess there wasn't a lot of fighting going on. They were standing around waiting to yeah. see who's going to go fight somebody this guy. Somebody fight. Somebody hit somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so, uh, when David arrives, he begins to hear the uh, Goliath, the giant, hurling insults at Israel. Not only at Israel, but their God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this does not set real well. David didn't take too kindly to that. No. no so David, of course, says, "I'll do it." I'll fight. He said them is fighting words. Yeah, them is fighting words. Yeah. <laughs> because he already, even at this young age, already realized where his true strength came from, and that was from the Lord. Yeah. So he was not concerned about how tall this giant was. He he didn't care because he knew that God was bigger. Mm-hmm. And so he was he was willing to do it. Now, word of this, of course, gets around to Saul, and Saul's like, okay, I, I, I guess you can do it. He said, but here, take my armor and my swords and all this I stuff. Say, well, first you try to tell him, talk him out of it. Mm-hmm. First, okay, um, but then David said, "I've killed mine. Oh, no, I got right, this. I've killed mine. I've killed bear. I got this. Mm-hmm. Me and this mighty slingshot of mine, mm-hmm. which pebbles. Which, as you really think about it, was a very good weapon to take against this guy. Well, yeah, like, range attack. Any, why didn't anybody else think about that? Yeah, you know what true. I'm saying? Just throw rocks at him. 
Hey, you know, I saw a video right. on a guy who could really use a slingshot. That's a deadly yeah. weapon. Yeah. It really yeah. is. I mean, the, mm-hmm. and he could hit it, boom. And I and I kind of think that David was that productive with it. Well, yeah, if he was he able to, I mean, bears. to kill yeah. a bear a lion. and a lion. And a giant. Yeah. yeah. With one stone. <laughs> with one stone. Shot placement. Yeah. <laughs> it was the same stone. Maybe he had a lucky every time. stone. No, 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 no. I, I believe he went said, back and found the one stone. I believe stone. it said that he went down to the little creek that was running between. Oh yeah, you're right. You're and right. he picked up the stones. Mm-hmm. Five of them. Five smooth stones. Yeah. Doesn't matter what stone he has. He can just. Yep. Put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag with his sling and approach the Philistines. Yep. There you go. Yep. And so uh, Saul tries to give him his armor. Of course, Saul's a tall man, and David is not that stature. Nope. Nope. And so. Uh, so it doesn't work. He can't move. He can't do nothing. He says, I don't need this. He says, I got God. That's all I need. Yep. So off he goes. And he walks down. Of course, picks up some stones and uh, goes out to meet the giant. And, uh, of course, you know, <laughs> Goliath's like, you come at me with sticks. Am I a dog? <laughs> and the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. Okay. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. This day, the Lord will, will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day, I will give the carcass of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was Goliath, I might have been starting to get a little concerned at that point. Well, yeah. The kid just hit me. <laughs> he just told me he's going to cut off my head. Or I think it actually just made him angry. angry. It made him angrier. Yeah, you know? it did. And again, this comes back to my I want to see the clips of yeah. everything when I get to heaven. On yeah, VHS I hope they have on VHS. Yes, it's on VHS. It's not on. There's no um, way it would be on a VHS. But I want to see David running full speed, <laughs> reaching into the bag. Yeah. yeah. And then it just bonk. Right on the forehead. It's got to make a great sunk scene. In, sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. And then... So it sounds like that just knocked him out. Because then David, yeah. without a sword then in his hand... Then he killed him. Yep. Yeah. Either way, cut off rock to the head, dead. Yep. Well, knocked, knocked out. Then a sword mm-hmm. to sword, cut off your head. Sword cutting off your head. Dead. <laughs> I mean, listen. If you not, weren't dead before, you're dead you're now. You're dead now. Yeah. Got him. Ten points, Gryffindor. <laughs> yep. So David triumphed over the Philistines with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. Okay, so the stone did get him. Yeah, stone got him. All right. Yeah. David ran and stood over him. He took a hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it from its sheath. And after he killed him, what did he do? Cut off his head. Off Just like he said. His own he said he was going to do it. He did. Mm-hmm. He was very clear. Man, yeah. his word. There, there is an interesting thing here because, you know, <coughs> that's Goliath's sword that he used. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a big mm-hmm. sword. And later on, you're going to see that sword show back up. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, David doesn't have anything to fight with, and the priest, all they have is this sword, and that's what they give him to fight with. That's called so, foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that sword shows up again. <laughs> so he does it, and he does what... Uh, he he trusted in the Lord and knew the Lord was on his side and knew that this was something that was going to happen, and it did. He hit him in the head with a stone. He fell down. 
And uh, at that point, the Philist- the Israel, <laughs> the Philistines began to flee because they were scared. They saw their giant champion taken down by a shepherd boy. Israel begins to chase them, and the battle is Israel's, or the battle is God's. And it's interesting to me throughout this, and, and I love what David said. David was not only showing the enemy who God was, but he was showing Israel who God was. Because they were just as scared. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so he's like, I'm going to show them that there is a God in Israel. I'm going to show you there's a God in Israel. Mm-hmm. Everybody here today <laughs> is going to see. Yeah. And so, as you can tell, David makes a huge... Um, appearance onto the scene and it's at this point that things begin to change uh for a little while saul's very happy to have david in his service Mm -hmm. because it seems like everything david touched the lord blessed yeah yeah i'd want that guy around too absolutely (laughs) yeah well update (laughs) saul didn't feel that way he did not (laughs) Well, I think he did for After a while, he's like, like wait a minute. Awesome. He did, but he's, he starts asking questions here at the end of chapter 17, and he wants to know more and more, and then things are going to begin to take a turn. Which, once again, I find interesting. So he's asking questions about David, you know. Yeah, again, Whose not, son are you, young man? Yep. And David said, I am the son of your servant, Jesse Bethlehem. But he had just been there playing Correct. the liar for him. Yeah. He's a king. He knows a lot of people. Oh, maybe that's his Lots thing. of meetings. Okay. He was asleep. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who's playing the harp in the corner. Just yeah. keep playing. Yeah. Just keep playing. <laughs> Just keep playing. Stop talking. Yeah, I wasn't getting to know him. Yeah. I was like, shut up and play the harp. Uh-huh. Yeah. Try to sleep liar. here, dude. It's liar. A liar. Liar, harp. So liar, I just have to fact check that. I don't know if that's the same as the harp. I don't think it's the same. I think it's different. Liar, liar. <laughs> I think they're similar. <laughs> and so then, uh, as the story progresses, uh, it's a harp. <laughs> Saul's fear of David begins nope. to grow. Oh. Nope, it's curved. Oh my God. It's curved, all right? There's a difference. Harp is straight, liar is curved. There you go. There you go. You're a guest here. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to be invited back. <laughs> oh, darn. Well, you know he's going to put that I'm in the still comments. Paid, if he right? wasn't here. I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fact. That's the next thing that would show up. Might as well say it now. Amanda, cut that. (laughs) (laughs) So then here we have kind of the the final point at which things change between Saul and David. Uh, David comes back again from a very successful battle. And you got these people that just start singing and dancing. And they just get poor David into trouble. (laughs) David's David's just minding his own business. Minding his own business, you know? Yeah. And they begin to sing this song, this song, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Saul was not happy because he felt like it should have been the other way. Mm-hmm. Saul has slain his ten thousand and David his thousands. But they don't. And they sing it that way and all of a sudden Saul becomes very angry because he begins to see that David is becoming more light than he is. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, that's when things change. And at that point, he wants to try to kill David. Yeah, and he tries multiple times. Yeah, he does. He tries a lot. <sighs> Tune in next week to see if he gets him. Yeah, and we're gonna <laughs> and we're gonna start the process of looking at just how many times uh, Saul did try to kill him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's also another fact to add in here. Also, uh, David also married one of Saul's daughters, uh, Micah. I believe mm-hmm. is how they pronounce it. You can fact check that one too, Levi. I think it's Micah. I trust you. 
And And so anyway, as you can see, the so he became pretty interconnected with Saul, um, part of his family. And then, of course, the song happens. And then... Uh, yeah, the song does kind of seem like the tipping point. Though. It is. It is a tipping point. That's what uh, really pushed him over the edge. He yep. wasn't sure one way or the other. And then now they're singing songs about him, not me. Time Get to die, here. nerd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the main thing I want us to pull from this, because we did cover just, uh, we just covered a lot of scripture pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I want us to pull from here is from the story of David and Goliath. And most of us have heard that story a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Absolutely a hundred times. And uh, it's one of my kids' favorite Bible stories. If you ask them what Bible story they want to hear, we want to hear David and Goliath. <laughs> And I think there's just something about it that just appeals to us. You have the underdog who is who's uh-huh. who gets yeah. it done. And you know, we all want to root for the underdog. And so he gets it done. But what I want us to pull there is that our strength should not come from our own doing. David wasn't reliant on himself. He was relying on God. Uh-huh. And that's what got the job done. Uh, he knew that he wasn't going out there and fighting Goliath. It was God who was going to go out there and fight him. So he knew that he, so he understood that when he took that step to fight Goliath, he knew how it was going to end. That's why he was so confident. Yeah, exactly. Got nothing to worry about. Mm-mm. He knew God was on his side, and he knew God was going to make an example of this Philistine, so that people on both sides would know who the God in Israel was. Mm-hmm. And we need to be the same way. We need to have that same boldness because we understand that we are not dealing with our own. Our, our uh, we're not doing this stuff on our own. It's God. Mm-hmm. And if God's got a hold of it, we're talking about the creative universe here. Yep. Spoke it into existence. <laughs> Just spoke it. Literally. Yeah, spoke it. That was it. <laughs> is on our side. And if he is with us, we don't have to worry about much. And he's going to get the job done. No matter how massive that task might seem. I mean, I guarantee you for those Israelites that were standing on the standing on the hill watching all this, that was a pretty impossible task. Yeah. Yeah. And David just walked out and got it done. Why? Because God was on his side. He knew, he knew who was going to take care of business. Uh-huh. As redeemed Christians, we need to be the same way. We need to have that boldness and that courage that comes from knowing that God is on our side. Yeah. Okay? So don't be fearful. Don't be timid. God's on your side. He's got to use that courage, that boldness that he gives you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us. And remember, you can connect with us in person every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 9.45 a.m. And online with Instagram and Facebook. And the daily Bible readings are on the website, eastcastlebaptistchurch.com. Once again, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time.